0: Hello, Kinderlech. We're still in the month of Nisan We just came from the Yom Tov of Pesach. I'm going to tell you a story, an amazing story, which involves the Alter Rebbe, Reb Shlomo Liner and the third tzaddik, remote of Neschiz, was also Talmud of the Magid. I already told you that in the year of Kufayin Bays, Kufayin Gimel. The last year when the Altarebbe, before the Altarebbe there was a big war in Russia. Russia against France. Napoleon was the king of France and he made a war against Russia. And the Altarebbe who lived in Russia was davening that the Russian government should win the war. But there were Tzaddikim who believed that the, the French, Napoleon should win the war because Napoleon was good to the Jews. And the Russian government, the Russian Tsar, was not nice to the Jews. But the Alter Rebbe felt it's better that the Russians win because even though they're not nice to the Jews, but they let the Jews do Torah Mitzvahs. They're not nice to them when it comes to money and where they can live, where they cannot live. They don't live. let them live in every place they want. They make them pay higher taxes. But that's Begashmi. It's physically, they have to pay more money. But spiritually... They can do Torah mitzvahs, and the the Alter Rebbe realized that if the French win, the Jewish people are gonna be very free, be able to do whatever they want, but who knows, they might also not keep Torah mitzvahs properly. In the end, Alter Rebbe won, and the Russians won over the French. Now, the tzaddikim that disagreed with the Alter Rebbe, and they believed that the French should win, they were also great tzaddikim. But you have to understand that tzaddikim, when they decide which country should win a war, they don't go to the king of that country and tell him, hey, I'm going to tell you how to win the war. They do this in Shomayim, because every country has a Malach in Shomayim that oversees that country. Whatever that malach does in Shemaim, that's what happens down here. And if in Shemaim it's decided by the best in Shomayim, the best in Shemaim that this malach of this country should win, then the army down here ends up winning the war. And these tzaddikim, they know what goes on with the malachim, because they can have aliyah's neshama, and they can decide, they have the power, Hashem gives the tzaddikim the power to decide which malach of which country should win the war. And if that when when the when, when I when the Bez and decides which Malach should should win the war, then down here that army ends up winning the war. So Al-Tareba decided that the Russians should win and not the French. And that's why in the end the Russians did win. And the French were defeated. Now, this war happened in Beis, but about 20 years earlier, in the year Tovkuf Nun Beis, there was another war. The Altar Rebbe was younger then. There was a war between Russia and Poland. It was a very bitter war. It took many months. Like the war today, you know, I don't know if you heard the war between Russia and Ukraine, which is a terrible war, which has been going on almost two months. Well, a similar war was then, in the time of the Alta Rebbe, between Poland and Russia. The Russians didn't like what the, Polans, what the, the, the Poland people were doing and decided to go and make a war and conquer them, and take the country of Poland and make it part of Russia. No more Poland government, no more Poland country. Poland will be part of Russia. It was a very harsh war. And the Alter Rebbe decided that the Malach of Russia should have the stronger hand. He should win. And therefore the Russian army down here has to win the war. Of course, Alter Rebbe lived in Russia. In a, and, you know, every citizen of a country has to daven for the government of his country because his country, his government, and his king protects the Jews of that country. So he has to daven. As the Mishnah says, every Jew has to daven for the success and, uh, and the power of his country. So here, Alter Rebbe, had to daven for the Russians. Reb the great Sadiq who lived in Poland, so he davened that the Polish government should win. But really these two tzaddikim were fighting not here on earth, they were fighting which malach in Shamaim should be the stronger malach. And then it will automatically cause that here on earth, that army will win over the other army. But first we have to fight the war in Shemaim, make sure which malach should be the stronger one. And that had to be decided by the Besn in and the Bez and decided that we need tzaddikim that are alive, still on earth, which is the Alter Rebbe, Reb Sholem Mekar Liner, and Reb Mord Neschiz, he will be the one to decide between the two tzaddikim, he will be the third one to make sure that we have a final decision, who should win the war. Now, before we go to these tzaddikim, how they decided who should win the war, we have to understand that these two malachim, the malach that was in charge of the Russian people and the malach that was in charge of of the Polish people, they both came in front of the Bezdin in Shemaim and they each presented their arguments. The king of Poland, uh, the malach of Poland, said to the Bezdin Shalmaila that he, his country, should win because they were nice to the Jews. Because a few hundred years earlier, when the Jews were driven out of Spain. Remember the Jews were in Spain in the 1400s and the the, the, the the Spanish king and queen decided that the Jews must convert to Christianity and if they don't want to, they can leave the country, they must leave the country, leave everything behind, their homes, their, their all their, their jewelry, all their money and all their land, everything has to be left behind. They have to leave penniless without anything. Just the clothes on their body. That's all they can take with them and leave the country. Over a hundred thousand Jews left Spain because of that. They didn't want to convert to Shalom to, to Christianity. So the Jews left Spain. And they came and Poland invited the Jews to come to their country, to Poland, and settle there and find new homes. And maybe they can buy or make a new business, they can open stores so they can make a living, so they can live, they can have food. So Poland, the Polish, the Malach of Poland said to the best in Shulmila, my country deserves to be winning this war because we were so kind to the Jewish people when they left and they were driven out of Spain. We opened up the doors of the country of Poland and invited the Jews and we gave them a chance to rebuild Their homes and 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 make themselves you know successful here in this country, so we deserve to be successful in this war. Then the Malach of Russia said, "Well, yes, they did that maybe hundreds of years ago when when the Spain during the Inquisition when the Spanish government kicked out the Jews. But look what they're doing now in Poland. If you do, you break the law, like a tiny law. You didn't pay your taxes." or you pass through a red light or a stop sign. You're supposed to stop, you didn't stop. They immediately kill the person. They, they use capital punishment. You know what capital punishment means? Is that you kill people for even the slightest thing, they break the law, which is terrible. You kill people for doing almost nothing. And that's the law in Poland, they kill people, especially Jews, if you were Jewish, they kill the Jew even for breaking a tiny law. So we in russia we don't kill people even if people do terrible things maybe we send them to siberia for many years but we're not going to kill them so we're a much better country we do we're much nicer people we should win the war said the malach of russia it was decided in the Bez and that they cannot decide the best in Shamaim cannot decide who should win the war should be decided by three tzaddikim that will be like a best in here on earth. And these tzaddikim are still alive here in the world and they will decide who should win the war. And one of them is the Alter Rebbe. The other one is the Rebbe Shlomo of Karlin. And the third one, and of course we knew that the Alter Rebbe Shlomo of Karlin each were on the opposite sides. The Alter Rebbe said it should be Russia that should win. And, and the Rebbe Shlomo of Karlin davened and believed that the Polish government should win. So, Motrav Nishiz was, he was asked to be the one to decide between the Alter Rebbe and Reb He should be making a decision which side should win, the Alter Rebbe side or the Rabshaul Mikaline's side. So, now we hear the following story. This happened in the months of Nisan. In Nisan, it says in the Baal Shem Tov, this is a time when great Sadiqim decide which kings in which country should remain king and should continue to rule over the country, and which ones should be thrown off the throne, overthrown, because they're not nice, they're not good, and they're bad for the Jews and bad for the world. Because the month of Nisan, it says in the Mishnah, is Rosh Hashanah for kings. It's a great tzaddikim on Nisan would decide which kings should be king for this year. And the the Degel Mach Fraym, the grandson of the Balshemtov, mentions in his sefer that he remembers his grandfather the Balshemtov once saying that this year we have a very bad king in a certain country, and we need to daven on Cholish Nisan or which is a Rosh Hashanah for kings, that this king should be overthrown and there should be a new king there, which is better and nicer. So this happened. So now we have the Alter Rebbe, Rabbi Shlomo in the year Tovkuf Nun Beis having a dispute, an argument. al says the Russian Tsar should win the war, and Reb Shlamek-Nin said the Polish army should win the war. And they were deciding which malach in the heavens should have the upper hand, should be the stronger one. And now Reb Mothra of Neschiz was charged by the Bezdin in Shumayim to decide which one, which side should win the al opinion or Reb opinion. It was the night of the Seder. And the sons of Rebbe Mothra v'Neschiz, he had two sons, and one of the sons told this story to his son, and his son wrote it up in a sefer. It was the night of the Seder, Rebbe Mothra everybody's waiting for the Rebbe to come out for the Seder. Rebbe motre says to his children, listen, tonight I'm going to take a while, I'm going to be in my room, locked up, and it's going to be a while before I come out of the seder. Go learn something because it's going to take me a while. Nobody understood because it says, in what does it say that the tate from that right away, as soon as it gets dark, you daven and you right away make the seder." It says you shouldn't wait. So it's very strange that the great Sadik of Motchev Neschiz is is going to have the, the seder late at night. He's going to start the seder late at night going into his room locking himself up nobody understood what is he trying to do why is he locking himself up what's going on they knew something was going on what was even more surprising and shocking Neschiz told his shamish listen Yankel, you stand by my door I'm going to go inside my room lock the door don't let anybody in there might be maybe two people that you don't know they look very important, Rabbanim, with long white beards, with long kapatas, and with big hats. They look like very important, Rabbanim, and they're going to come to you, say, please let us into the Rebbe. Say, no, you can't go in. The Rebbe told me no one can go in. And even if they beg you, and they say, please let us in just for a minute to say shalom aleichem, to get a bracha from him, you'll say, no, 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 can't go in. Absolutely don't let him in. So then he says, and you know what? And sometimes it might be you might have people that look like high important government officials, like very important ministers of government. One of them can be a minister from the Polish government, the other guy may be another minister from the Russian government. Goyim. But the very important ministers they come dressed in fancy clothes and they say we are very important government officials, and we want to see the rabin, you tell them, no, the rabin doesn't want to see anybody. Don't come in, get away, go away. He can't see anybody now. Now they will want to bribe you. They're going to say, we'll give you a lot of money. Let us in. You say, I don't want any money. Don't give me any money. It's Yom Tev. I can't take any money anyways, but forget it. I, I, I can't let you in. So when they leave, you might have some other visitors, some important generals, army officials very high ranking important generals one general will be a general from the russian army the other guy will, will look like a general from the polish army and they'll come with their swords and they'll say to you let us into the rabbin," and you'll say no i can't and they'll say hey here's some money jew we'll give you some money let us in and you'll say no absolutely not you stand in front of the door don't let them through Don't let them through the door And then, you know what they'll do? Maybe they might threaten you with their swords. They'll take out their swords and say, if you don't let us in, we'll kill you right here. Right here on the spot. You should go on Messir's nefesh and stand in front of them and say, I don't care if you kill me. I can't let you in. That's all the Rebbe telling the Shamish, Yankel, Yankel the Shamish is shocked, surprised. Why is the Rebbe telling him this? The Rebbe goes into his room locks the door, and lo and behold, after 10 minutes, two very important-looking rabbanim with long white beards, with long kaputtes and streimels and they come to the shaman and says, "Yankel, please let us in. We want to take a bracha from the Rebbe. Yankel says, no, 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 you can't come in, please. And they beg him, please, let us just say shalom aleichem to the Rebbe. And he says, no, no, no. So finally they have no choice and they leave. 10 minutes later, there's some sound and noise outside in the courtyard, some big wagon arriving on the night of Pesach, obviously it's Goyim, and you hear like noise of horses, and in come two very, very important looking government officials. One is an official of the Polish government, one was a great important official of the Russian government, and they speak in Russian and Pol- and Polish and they say to Yankel, we need to go in to see the rabin and he says no you cannot go in the rabin said nobody should go in and they said listen we'll give you a lot of money here take take a lot of money let us in and he says no 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 and he stands in front of the door doesn't let him in he says, I can't let you in and they beg him and beg him and beg him and he said no 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 after a while they gave up and they left 10 minutes later whoa now he hears horses Horses coming into the courtyard, making a lot of noise with their hooves. And then he sees the door opens up and two tall, big um, generals from the army, one was a Russian general, the other one was a Polish general, with swords and guns, and they're coming in and they said, hey, Jew, they don't talk to him respectfully, they speak to him like, They're not nice to the Jews. They're anti-Semites. They hate Jews. And they say, hey, you Jew, let us into the rabbin. We need to talk to him right now. And he said, no, I'm sorry. You cannot talk to him now. He doesn't want to see anybody. And they said, well, we'll give you some money, Jew. And he said, no, 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 no. I can't let in No money. I don't care. You can't come in. So then they pulled their swords out. And they said, hey, uncle, if you don't let us in, we're going to kill you right now. Yankel remembered what the Rebbe told him: "Go and be Even if they kill you, jump in front of the door. Don't let them come in." And when Yankel jumps in front of the door, he says, "You can kill me," he says, "but I can't let you in." So the two generals put their swords back, and they push Yankel aside, and go and open the door without his permission. Yankel screams out and faints and falls on the ground totally unconscious he doesn't know what happened afterwards because he's unconscious but the two sons of the Rebbe of Reb who were sitting in the other room learning waiting for their father to come out for the Seder heard a noise Yankel screaming and then falling down they wanted to come see they rush over and they see that there's nobody there except Yankel is on the floor and, and that's it their father is still in the room, locked up. After a while, Yankel woke up. And Ramothai opened the door. There was nobody inside, just Ramothai. He came out of the door and said, we're going for the Seder now. The two sons of Ramothai asked Yankel, why did you faint? Why did you scream? What happened? Because they couldn't see anybody. Because these people were not real people. These were Malachim from Shemaim. First, they came dressed as Rabbanim. They thought they'll be able to go in. And then, when they couldn't go in, they came dressed like government officials. And then they came dressed like generals. But Ramotre said to his sons, I'll tell you what happened. And then you'll understand why Yankel fainted and why he screamed. And he told his two sons, There's a big war going on between Russia and Poland. And the two Malachim, the Malach of Russia and the Malach of Poland, had a big debate in front of the Bez and And The Bez and decided that there are three tzaddikim here in this world that need to decide whose war, which country should win the war. And he said, the Alter Rebbe, he decided, the Alter Rebbe, Balatanya, he said that the the Russians should win. And al said, why should the Russians win? Because, he said, what did the Polish uh, Malach say? The Polish Malach says, oh, we, for a few hundred years ago, we were nice to the Jews. Hashem doesn't look at what you did before. He looks at you now. What are they doing now? They're killing people for even breaking a small law. That's not a a good way to do a a law. That's That's not good justice. That's not the way you run a country. You don't kill people even for the slightest law that they break. And now they're bad. So therefore the Russians should win. The Russians, they don't kill people. Even if people do something serious, they don't kill them. They send them to Siberia. And it says in the Torah, you always judge a person by what he does now, not by what he did before, what he's going to do later. We look at him now. How is he behaving now? And of course, Alter Rebbe also pointed to the Mishnah. You have to pray for the, for the success of your country, where you live. They protect you. So I, I believe that the Russian, the Malach of the Russian government should win, and therefore the Russian army should win over Poland. Absalom and Karolina argued and said, no, the Polish government should win. Because they were nice to the Jews. They let the Jews in when they were running away from Spain. And also Rabbi was lived in Poland, so he wanted to uh, support the country that he lived in. You have to daven for the success of your country. So here we have two tzaddikim against each other, one prayed for the Russians, one prayed for the Poles. It's like today, the shluchim who live in Ukraine, the shluchim that live in Russia, what are they gonna do? The shluchim that live in Russia have to be nice to the Russian government. The people that are living in, in Ukraine have to be nice to the Ukrainian government. It's a very difficult place to be. Came now the two Malachim of the two countries were supposed to go to Rab Motrev Neschiz, that he should decide which, which tzaddik should be followed. Should Al Terebe be right or should Rab be right? If Al is right, then the Russian army should win the war, they should conquer Poland. And if the Polish Malach wins, then Poland should win. Rabbi Mothra said to his two sons, I knew that these two Malachim were going to come to me. They're going to come dressed in the dress of Rabbanim, the best of government officials. They're going to try to get into my room. But I didn't want to decide between these two great tzaddikim. The Alter Rebbe, Rabbi Shemekalino, these are giant tzaddikim. I don't want to get involved in their machloikas, in their dispute, in their debate. So I told Yankal Shamish, don't open the door, don't let anybody in. And I described to him, they might come in the form of two rabbanim, they might come in the form of government officials, they might come in the form of two generals, don't let them in, even if they threaten to kill you. Because I didn't want to get involved in this. Who am I to tell which tzaddik is right? But I knew that in the end they will make it in. They'll push him aside, and they did make it into my room. And I listened to the two Generals, which were really the two Malachim from Shemaim that came down in the form of generals. And I said to the I turned first to the Malach of Poland because I live, we live in Poland. Naschiz, the city of Naschiz is in Poland. And I said to him, Tell me, you said that you should have the the, the, the you should win the war because you were nice to the Jews when they left Spain. Tell me, were you nice to the Jews because you really tried to help the Jews? Or because you thought that when the Jews come to your country, the Jews have a very good way of doing business. And when Jews do business in your country, they'll bring in a lot of money, they'll make you rich, they'll pay a lot of taxes. Isn't that the reason why you were nice to the Jews? Yeah, that's not a good reason why we should make you successful, because you didn't do it to help the Jews, you did it for yourself. Because you knew the Jews are going to bring a lot of business into your country and make the country rich. But... You do something terrible. Your country, he says to the Malach of Poland, your government down below, they kill people for every little thing that people break the law. Can you make me a shvua? Swear me that from now on, they'll abolish capital punishment in Poland. Nobody will get killed. Whether a Jew or a non Jew, nobody will get killed just for, for, for breaking the law. And the malach of Poland said, well, maybe I'll try. Maybe I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure I can make them do it. So then he turned to the malach of, of Russia. He says to him, can you promise me you'll never allow capital punishment where the government will kill people just for breaking the law? And he says, I promise. And I promise that will never happen. Our government will never happen. And it's true. Until the end of the czar's period, before the communists came, there was no death penalty, at least there was no death penalty for normal uh, you know, violations of the law, only for maybe very serious ones, like murder, somebody killed somebody. But otherwise they didn't have the death penalty. for. Them. So the, I decided that the Al Rebbe is right and the Russian government should win the war. Then he turned to his sons, Remotra, turned to his sons and says, you'll see in a week from now that you'll hear that the Russian government overran Poland and there'll be no more Polish government for a long while because they'll all become part of Russia and Russia will win the war. And that's exactly what happened after Pesach. Everybody heard that the Russians won the war and the king of Poland surrendered to the russian government and the whole army of poland surrendered to the russian army and russia became in control of the entire poland